Alrighty, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Always' Podcast. Today, man, today is one that hits very home today. Uh, hits close to the heart, man, for a very special reason, man. Uh, a lot of you guys see all the stuff that we got going on, um, but a lot of you guys didn't see how we first started in, in not only the podcast game, but just entrepreneurship, business game, and, and everything, everything from A to Z, man. So today's guest, man, is very special because this guy was there from the very beginning and actually plays one of the biggest parts of our success and is the ace of the entrepreneurship, insurance, Real estate. I'm telling you guys, man, this guy's a 10 out of 10. He's the ace. Let him know why, Dan. Damn, you know, when you were saying I was getting a little emotional, dude, because uh, Mr. Mr. Grainy here, man, he, he, took a, he took a chance, you know, on some fucking kids. Um, shit, I didn't even have a car. I used to walk to the office. Um, but, you know, he took a chance on us, and he, he, he showed us a ways. He was our Yoda. So, you know, we appreciate that, man. So, yeah, this guy, like Anthony said, uh, we can't say enough good things about him. Uh, he's a fucking killer. He's handsome. Um, you know, he, he's, he's a great dad. And, uh, man, it's going to be a good one today. I'm excited for this one. Please help me welcome Mr. Matt Greeny. Sheesh. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I can live up to that introduction. Cue the applause. <laughs> yeah, man, we're excited to have you, Matt, and um, we're excited, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> Dude, uh, well, you know, one of the things uh, to kick it off, man, because you, you have a badass story, so I want to cover that for sure. Sure. So, um, you know, all of us here, you know, we kind of grew up with the chip on our shoulder. But I know that for you, dude, when you started in business, um, okay, and go into that a little bit. Kind of tell that story. We, we've heard it. Um, but I know that the, the listeners at home, they're, they're going to find a lot of value in that, man. Because yeah. there is like a, I mean, there's a lot of like fucking dog in that story. So yeah. maybe maybe share that a little bit right now. Well, I don't know if I, I, well, I guess as you grow up, you always have an imagination. So I've always had a very um, broad imagination to get me into trouble from time to time. Um, however, with this particular story going into the insurance, it all started, uh, I was working at a grocery store for five years here in Gong's Market, and I was a, back, a box boy, um, came up in a single family home, it was real rough, uh, oldest brother, never could really show emotion because it was, it was almost, uh, my mom basically said, no, you can't do that, uh, you're the oldest, you gotta stay tough, so she battled her way, went back to school, got her master's degree, and did everything you would want to see anybody do. So I was able to go ahead and observe all that. And meanwhile, while she's doing that, uh, we're basically bouncing around from house to house. You know, we're living in our aunt's house. Everybody's shocked up in one room. Um, and she'd always tell me, hey, you're going to do big things. You know, you're, you're going to be my, my superintendent. You know, this is what you're going to be. So I kind of felt that on my chest, but I didn't realize how much maybe it meant to her for me to do that. Um, so... I'm out one night, and uh, I'm at this party. I run into Sonia, and she, <laughs> she picks up on me. <laughs> Luckily, it was dark. <laughs> and uh, long story short, uh, we ended up getting pregnant, and I was 19. So when that happened, to go back home and tell your mom, and at this time, like I says, my mom's the oldest of four sisters. They, were, they, they all grew up married, except for my mom. So she was kind of chastised a little bit, or a lot. And my brothers and I were kind of, we felt maybe pushed to the side a little bit just because we didn't have that father figure. So, um, like I said, like, when I had to go ahead and tell her that she was pregnant, it was such a disappointment, you know, and you could just see it on her face. She cried. We didn't talk for, like, at least a week. Mm. And talk about feeling, like, let down. Like, you feel like a, like a fucking loser, you know. And uh, it bothered me. It hurt. And... I remember her saying, like, well, what are you going to do? How are you going to take care of these kids? What are you going to do? Well, I'm going to take care of them. But you don't know how to do. How are you going to take care? You can't even, like, pay your own bill, which I couldn't. I'm a box boy. I couldn't do shit. 
So anyways, time goes by and, you know, the family finds out and everyone's kind of like, wow, you know, this is, this is, what, look at Matt, wow, how did that happen? I have older siblings. Uh, my cousin partner um, had just went to Annapolis, Maryland. So you're talking about really high standards that they had for education. Mm -hmm. And my mom going the farthest in education and her oldest just kind of like dropping the ball the way that, that uh, at least I took it and I, and I kind of felt people looking like that. I decided that um, it was just too much pain and I had to do something about it. So I remember back, at the de back then, you could, uh, when you would look for jobs, it was inside the Fresno Bee and you would search. Not like today, we can just go online. And I found this job and it said, uh, make like, I think it was like $24,000 a year. You know, so I called it, called it up, went down there and uh, it was selling fire extinguishers. So I was like, well, fuck dude, this is better than like bagging groceries, you know? <laughs> so I, I, I told moms, you know, she, okay, well maybe there's a little bit of hope there, but still, you're still kind of, you know, I got a pregnant girl, I'm 19, dude. You know what I mean? I got little brothers too, you know? We're in a single house. So there's, it was hard. So I get down to this thing and uh, needless to say, it's a commission job. So one of the things they told us to do was uh, kind of like how you would do, you know, go around, knock on doors, and do all that shit. So I end up going to this neighborhood, had nice houses, knock on the door, guy lets me in. And, uh, you know, I start talking to him about everything they told me to do, talk about this fire extinguisher, tell him what he's got to have, and the house burns down. And this guy is giving me, like, every rebuttal in the book. And I'm telling him, I says, um, well, if your picture's burned down, you got to have that. Well, if your house burns down, well, I have insurance. Well, what if you lose this family album? Well, my family hates me anyways. So he's going on and on and on. And finally, he goes, look, kid, I got it re ready to go. Uh, come into my office. He says, okay, sit down. I says, all right, cool. He goes, uh, so how much are these things? Go, oh, it's 140 bucks. He goes, how much do you get paid? I go, I get paid 60 bucks. He goes, all right, well, I'm going to write the check for $140 but I'm gonna write it to you. What's your name? My name's Matt Greeny. Okay, Matt Greeny, here's $140 to you, and come Monday, you work for me. I go, well, what do you do? He goes, I sell insurance for John Hancock. Damn. It's almost like the Wolf of Wall Street story. Yeah, <laughs> like, legitimately. You yeah. show me a check for this much amount, you work for me, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. That, that's exactly what it was. So, you know, I, uh, next day comes, and uh, go into John Hancock, start studying for the test, I'm still working at Gong's Market, I, I'm 19 again, like I said, I keep going back to that. You guys know how it is when you're young, you feel invincible. You feel like nothing could hurt you at all. You know, you could fall off a roof and you're gonna be fine. <laughs> you know, I'm Superman. So I go into John Hancock, we're selling long-term care, which is for older people. Yeah, I can't click with any of the guys because all the agents there are like 50 plus. They don't know like the key slang words like you were asking me you know, earlier. <laughs> So it's just not clicking. Test time comes. I think I'm going to pass it. I fail it. Mm. So again, another failing moment, you know. So mom's sad again. Sonia's like, oh, my gosh, what are you going to do? We got a baby. I have to head back over to Gong's Market. And I remember my, my boss at the time, Brian Gong, he goes, so what happened? I says, I failed. Because oh, okay, I'm watching this thing. I had these flashcards, and I would follow. I, I started, like, studying them on the spot. Because, again, I was like, I can't keep fucking up like this. So I started, I started like uh, studying all these flashcards. I remember he came back out and he's like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be bagging groceries. I says, I am. He goes, well, what are those cards? I says, they're flashcards. I filled the test, Brian. And 
I've got to pass it. He goes, I'll tell you what, Matt, if I see you put down those flashcards another day or another time, I'm going to fire you myself. So you better pass that test. So he was so supportive. And uh, needless to say, second time around, passed it. And uh, yeah, I was in. I was in at John Hancock. So How long were you working? Uh, were you working both jobs at the time after you passed? Both jobs. Was... Both okay. jobs. Yeah. Because the one thing that they say is, is, again, I'm getting in off of a favor to somebody who's already proved it. You know, I'm trading off of, like, his name, in other words. Yeah. You know, they were never going to take a chance on, on me. I'm like, fuck, dude, I have nothing. You know, I had socks that didn't match. I had, like, pants that were too big. I had whatever was handed down from, like, my older cousins or uncles. That was it. So, um, yeah, I get in there. And, uh, you know, the guy recruits me, says, you got to take a chance on this guy, man. So they came up with a plan that we actually run today, and it's called a Fast Start Program. You guys have heard me use that. It's called the Academy West Fast. So back then it was the John Hancock Fast uh, Fast Start program. And uh, what they would do is they would pay you so much money where you learn the business. And I could tell you that program was the worst thing that I could have probably ever been on. (laughs) Why is that? Yeah. Because when you, what happens is to somebody who has imagination and somebody who always feels like they can do it, when you put those like parameters of like the salary type stuff, you're locked in and it changes your mindset to start thinking, well, fuck, do I really have to make the call? I'm getting paid anyways. And you know, I can see that, yeah. yeah. Eight weeks later, I got fired. They're going to the motivational story. Damn, yeah. you bag, bagger to passing his test. Eight yeah. weeks later, we fucking made it and then fired again. <laughs> Wrong again, Ernie. So, so what was going through your head? At, at, eight weeks later, you just, took the test twice, you finally passed, you're probably feeling on top of the world, at least like things are turning around, you know, and then eight weeks later you get fired. Well, what's going through your head then? What am I gonna tell Sonny? What am I gonna tell my mom? You know, what am I gonna tell this guy who just got me into, you know, John Hancock? Mm-hmm. Oh shit, you know, that's, that's exactly went through my mind. <laughs> you know, it actually came out of my mouth too, the exact same thing, same way I just explained it to you guys, came out like that. So um, yeah, no, went back home. And, what, mom, uh, what was mom's reaction? You know, she couldn't get a break, I think was what it was, because, you know, she, she, uh, I, I don't know all your guys' personal stories. Um, I'm sure everybody has a similar story somewhere down the road, but a broken family, a broken wing who, who basically just dedicated her entire life going back to school to get her master's, I think at 45, 47, you know, um, it was, it was big because, you know, who doesn't want to brag about their kids? Mm -hmm. You want to brag about your kids. And then, you know, your kid just, maybe he doesn't come through the way I didn't come through. And then you start making it and they start, yeah, you know, maybe Mijo's doing it right now. And then they, they backtrack again. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't good. Yeah. It wasn't good. So fast forward, obviously that was a milestone, you know, yeah. that I feel like really, cause you've talked about it a lot. I know whenever we first started, you know, almost seven years ago, you talked about that, the same exact story you told us when we first started, mm-hmm. it was kind of one of those things where we kind of. You walked us through the wall, the the walk of pain too. You know, same yeah. exact way. So I want to fast forward a little bit to Academy West because obviously everyone yeah. at home, you guys can see we're all rocking the Academy West. Uh, you, you can go go to our bios right now. We're rocking Academy West. Pretty much every Academy West is on the map, man. Um, but the man behind Academy West, especially in the beginning, was this guy right here. So talk a little bit about Academy West, how you got started in it, and um, you know, fast forward to now, you know, 25 years yeah, later, yeah. the powerhouse okay. it is. Which really, I just had a group of boys just like you guys, you know, and. Uh, 
by this time, I'm, I'm still kind of going back and forth to the insurance business. I end up getting uh, this, inv this invitation to go to New York Life, and I'm going to start getting back on my feet and all this stuff. And, and it's a tough business, the insurance business. You guys know that. Like any business where you got to be commissioned sales, it's a really tough business. Any business, period, is tough business. And uh, I'm really broke, but I'm faking it, you know? I don't have, like, diddly squat other than a motorcycle that I had inherited, and uh, I sold it. You know, so we can, I can get Sonia out of my mom's house. By this time, I had two kids, by the way. So now I'm 22. Oh, doubled I have up. two kids. Doubled up. <laughs> yeah, so money's not going there, but kids are. So you're 22, two kids. Yeah. And at that point, did you get your own place, you said? You got sold out of your house? Yeah, place? because I, I, here's how I got part of that money. I was in a car accident, and uh, I, the, somebody came, hit the door. They paid me 750 bucks. I took the money, got an apartment. <laughs> so they don't pay you know, for that apartment. Seem like, okay, I'm doing something yeah. again. Well, Literally, dude, like two nights after uh, the New York Life thing was about ready to pop. And that's good to get into there because they, at the time they were what I thought, you know, I wanted to be. And uh, Art calls me and uh, it's like, hey, dude, what do you think about uh, doing this insurance business and yada, yada, yada. And at the time I really was kind of against PNC stuff. I was more of the life stuff. Um, and I was like, well, I don't know, man. He says, uh, well, look, we, we can start this company. We can do this or that. I says, well, bro, I mean, I literally have like $50, you know, to my name. And the rent is due <laughs> like in a week. He's like, I got to come up with this somehow. You know, he's like, look, man, um, if we do it, you know what I mean? You'll make money and blah, 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 blah. And I says, okay, bro, if, if I can make $400 a week, then I'll do it. I really would have went for like $150. You know? <laughs> I really would have went for that, man. But uh, he tells me, he goes, look, I, I can't promise you that because he couldn't. He didn't really have shit either. You know, I can't promise you that, but you'll be okay. And I go, fuck. All right, well, okay. And right before I hang up, he goes, look, Matt, this is one thing I can tell you. He goes, uh, if we do this thing right, your kids will never have to worry about where they would want to work again, ever. And for me, when I hung the phone up, I was like, okay. Cool. You know what I mean? I didn't know how big it could be. I don't think he knew how big it could be, but I did believe him. I liked to hear that. You know, that was, that was major for me. Yeah. So uh, that night we're in bed and, and uh, at the time my favorite song was Bon Jovi, Living on a Prayer. <laughs> so we're living, Sonia and I are literally laying in bed and I'm telling her, I says, look, we're going to go ahead and we're going to do this. And she's like, what? No, I mean, hey, we're not going to, how are you going to pay the bill? It'll work itself out. You know, if we do this right, the kids don't have to worry about it. Right, well, that's like 18, 20 years down the road. The rent's due next week. We got to get this in seven days. <laughs> yeah. And I says, listen, I go, you know that song, Living on a Prayer? You know, I swear, I did that. And I swore to her. And I, I, that's why we love that song so much, Living on a Prayer. I literally grabbed her hand. I said, I swear to God, we'll make it. And when you swear to somebody, like you really, really swear to somebody, it's, it's almost game, set, match. So... We went to work, uh, met up with them the following week. First question Art asked me is, hey, do you have any money? Because I don't have enough money to, to buy the paint for the office. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm still looking for rent money, man. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we, uh, we, we went to work. You know, one thing that we did have was uh, our friends and our family. As a matter of fact, I would probably say that's probably the biggest thing that, that had kind of pushed at least me that far as friends and family um but yeah from there on all cousins showed up you know we went to like home depot bought a couple gallons of paint 
painted our own um, signs up there. Stop now, free quotes. You know, the paint's dripping. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, we were, in the, we were in the alley. We paid $250 uh, a month, and it was a hookup from the mayor at the time, who was a friend of my aunt's. And it was weird because my aunt actually went and asked them, hey, could you do me a favor? Now, I didn't expect that, you yeah. know? So yeah, we, we got the spot and uh, it was game on. And getting the keys turned out to be the easiest thing. Everything after was so freaking hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The coolest part too, I know that, how, how many times would you say like the electricity got cut off or oh. you didn't have stuff like that? Yeah, so, so we first, we get in there, and anytime you start a business, everybody gets decided, you have the open now, and, you know, you, you feel good, you know, but after a while, you know, that motivation starts dying down, you know, it's like going to the gym, like we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, we get in there, our AC is literally one of those small, um, it was like a 6,000 BTU, which is like super small, it's like for a closet, yeah. so it was super duper hot, our, uh, our desk or tables, like the fold-up tables, um, the chairs that I had was whatever my tias or my mom or whatever we found at a, at a, what do you call those things? A yard sale? Oh yeah. You know, and then every now and then I would have like family who would drop off like uh, a vase or somebody was trying to help us decorate it. It was an Such ugly a random little odds. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it did not match at all. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but here's what I learned about that is I, I felt, I always felt like maybe I was cheated a little bit, you know, because I always felt like I could compete at like the super highest of levels, you know, but I felt like maybe because I had a kid early that I couldn't do it. I, maybe because I didn't go to school, I didn't do it, you know? So I always felt, and when I would see other people like that, I would always have like this type of, you know, like, I know I could beat you. And if I just had your, what you have to start, it would be over. Mm-hmm. And, it, and you never did. But looking back at it now, that was probably the best thing because that's where I think I created what I, I remember telling you, Anthony, and you too, is that's where you create like your inner, I call it, fuck you. You know, it's that, that, it's that thing deep down inside that it just, it, you're so pissed off. But when you can control it and you learn how to channel it like the right way, I mean, you no longer need a motivational coach. Mm-hmm. You no longer need to hear a song. It's a switch. That, that was going to say that. It flipped yeah. up. That was me this year, 100%. Was it? Beginning of January, and everything changed since then. Did it really? Mm-hmm. It started with the mindset, then everything else started following in. It, it, and you'd, you'd be surprised. And it was the inner fuck you. And then once you control it, and then you figure out how to motivate you, like I was like, okay, I didn't work out today. It's 12 at night. I'm still going to get this fucking workout in. Let's go. And it's that chip on that shoulder, and these yeah. chips keep adding up, adding up, the, stacking. And you take them. Mm-hmm. Just give me more. Give me more. more. Yep, give me more. Exactly. Give me more. <laughs> yeah, dude. I told you guys about. I think I called both of you guys and told you guys about that this week too. It was like yeah, you guys helped. You guys helped me out a lot with that, getting that chip on that shoulder. Yeah, hundred percent, dude. And what would you say, Matt, is the, the biggest thing as far as like? Because obviously, insurance. How long have we been doing insurance? It's been about twenty nineteen two thousand. I'm sorry, nineteen ninety nine. So what, twenty four years now? Twenty four years. And obviously, there's a lot of people out there that you know maybe that watch this later on and. They're in the game 10 years. They're in the game 15 years, yeah. and they already stopped. You know, like, there's no hunger to keep going. So what would you say is the biggest thing behind you on, you know, 23 years, 24 years in the game, and you're still going? I feel like – Dan could probably attest to this too. I feel like especially this year, you've cranked it on even more. We're, yeah. we're, even us, we're like, oh, fuck, like, we got to step our shit up yeah. too because you've cranked it on even more year 24. I don't know. That's a good question. Um, 
I think it kind of all goes back to like what we were saying. You know what I mean? It was such a disappointment that I never want to go back to that life ever. You know, I don't, I don't want anybody who I just would you like, again, when you see your mom's eyes like that, I'm not going back over there. Fuck that. You know? So that has a lot to do with it, but I like what I do. It's fun. You know, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's really not even going to work. I was telling this to somebody the other day, uh, a couple years ago, I was like, you know what? Every morning I'm so jacked when I go. I mean, I, sometimes I have tears in my eye and I really do. It's just a true story. You know, I really, sometimes I have tears in my eye just from the excitement of getting to go to work. And I was telling this to somebody and I go, don't you? And he's like, no. <laughs> not at all. And I kind of felt a little weird, you know? You're like, oh, maybe this isn't a normal thing. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's, uh, I'm excited you know, um, I'm really getting excited this year to see how, like, you guys are all growing and, and, and Dan doing your thing. Oh, Fred, Mark, you know what I mean? You're doing your thing. You're doing your thing. And when you could start seeing, like, it's one thing to go ahead and be, like, the top sales guy, you know, which, for the record, I was for 10 straight years, never beaten. <laughs> toot that horn, toot yeah. it. It's actually but, facts. No, no yeah, cap. Yeah. No it fact. is real facts. We'll fact look it up. Right. Yeah, number one, 10 straight years. Um, How many gifts did they send you in the mail, by the way? I know they sent you, like, cameras, vacations. Dude, all kinds of Oh, news articles about you. I didn't even know that I was getting I didn't even know why I was getting them. <laughs> He's just getting shit sent through. Yeah, because after a while, dude, you just put your head to the ground. That and you work. Just, it's about the work. Yeah. It's not about the accolades that come with the no. work. No. This is year 24. You're basically LeBron of this. Maybe. But you're just not slowing That's, down, though. No. No, I feel like, uh, I feel like we're in probably the best position now than ever. You know, and that because motivates now you we, to go harder a little oh bit. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, again, to see you guys and to, to see, like, a real team, you know, to have the real team is, like, the, the biggest part about it. You know, that's the excitement about it. That's what I get excited. I get excited when you guys text, you're doing this. I get excited with the, the billionaires uh, thing. I get excited to hear, oh, Fred does that. I get excited when Mark does something. You know, Mark does a lot uh, of things. No, a lot does. of something. Mark's tripled everything within yes. like six. So I mean, you're looking Mark's at that stuff gets you excited. Yeah. You know, that becomes the game. You want to become coach after a while, and and I enjoy what I do, and um, it's it's more than enough uh, juice, you know, to keep going. Well, one of the things I want to highlight too, and I, maybe you can talk a little bit about it, is as far as kind of like your ideas and, and how you keep going with stuff. Because I know that whenever we first came in, I know. The insurance industry, it's not a new industry, right? It's very like a definitely an old industry. Same, same exact thing with real estate. And I feel like whenever we first came in, we had a bunch of crazy ideas, probably a lot of bad ones, maybe a couple good ones every now and then. <laughs> but one of the things you never did was you never told us like it was a bad idea. You always said, All right, well, let's try it, you know? That was always one of the biggest things. So what would you say is like some advice you would give to someone out there, like maybe a young kid out there who's taking a, an idea like that to maybe their mentor, right? And, and they're kind of brushing it off on the side and they're not as accepting as you were as far as changing with the times, as far as adapting with technology. I'd say come work with us. I, I really would. <laughs> I know what we're doing is we're building a team. We're building something that's going to be, I feel, nationwide. I feel that we value, you know, those type of thoughts, and those are the type of people that they want. And, and like I told you guys from, from day one, you know, um, with whatever class it was, you know, and I said, I was like, if these guys don't see the value that you're bringing, then shame on this guy right here. You know, because that, why would you want to be on somebody who couldn't see the value who, of somebody who's bringing a good idea anyways? Mm. You know, and that's the name of the game. Everything's changing. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you don't pivot, you're going to get crushed. That was actually one so, of the realest moments. I would say like past seven years, context at home, we, we were a part of like a group before, yeah. um, like an entrepreneurship group before and brought a lot of ideas to it. We were super excited. Kind of like what Matt said, when you, we were like, when you first get it started in the game, you have tons of ideas and Brought all the ideas, just because we weren't at a certain level, they were always kind of like, 
your ideas fucking suck. <laughs> Get out of here. You know, and they never really valued us. And so we went to Matt and it was like entirely different. He was like, fuck, let's try it. Let's do this. Let's do that. And, you know, fast forward a couple years later, <laughs> you know, we're here. Pretty successful. <laughs> yeah, I remember that was, that was funny, dude. I remember we came up and uh, it, it was like, uh, you weren't against them. Like, you were pretty open to them. But I remember, I remember those days where it was like we were really shifting the gear into like the next shit. And um, I, I think, you know, you were like, all right, fuck, let's take the gamble. What the fuck do we have to lose? You know, it's like it's like it's like betting it's like betting on red. Like, all right, fuck you, hit you, hit you, don't you don't. Know, it was know? roulette. With it's the Friday anyways. It's Saturday. Fuck it. Yeah. yeah. And um, and the next thing you know, dude, the fucking you know, you start fucking hitting and you're hitting and you're hitting and you're hitting and you're hitting. You know, there we are, fucking here now. And uh, but yeah, it was fun. It, it was so cool though, because me and I think we always talk about that how. Like, uh, you weren't, like, you were never, like, no, you know, you were, like, open, like, all right, well, fuck, I mean, let the fucking, let the fucking numbers talk, you know, if they work, cool, and a if lot it doesn't. people just don't adapt with the times, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of yeah. people that have been in the game 20 years, super closed off, right? Yeah. I mean, and you were never that way, bro. You're, you're the ones telling us, like, hey, you guys, you guys seen TikTok? I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, on TikTok. <laughs> going off by it. Like, what yeah. do you mean? He was the first one. He's yeah. like, hey, are we posting ads on TikTok? And we're like. No, he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> See, he acts like he doesn't know the terms. He's up to date with all this. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. And, and it's so funny, dude, because I, I think that there's like a saying that I heard, and it's like, uh, somebody, I forget what the fuck said it, but there were like some people that have been in business, that, they haven't been in business 20 years, they've been in business one year for 20 fucking years in a row, you know? And mm. I feel like uh, with us, it's, that's never been the case, you know? I think we've always fucking, um, with a lot of your help, to be honest with you, um, obviously your guidance and then willing to fucking take the risk on some of the stuff we want to bring to the table. Because I don't think we've ever repeated the same, the same year in business. No. Um, and we, kept, we keep fucking growing. So it's been fun, man. It's been really fun. Um, I think one of the things from our point of view, like Anthony said, if you're that kid or like that person uh, or somebody our age, you know, it doesn't matter the age, like, and you're trying to bring something to your mentor, um, you got to fucking show that it fucking works. You know, I think that's the biggest thing, you know, like if you have some sort of proof that it'll work, you know, everything, everything will fucking fall in line. I know for us, that was one big thing. We took the risk. It fucking worked. And then once it worked, all right, cool, let's fucking we'll quadruple down on it, you know. So don't be afraid to fucking take the risk. Just do it. Even if you have to do it yourself at first and just show the results, you know, I would say that that would definitely help a lot in that case. 100%. Talking about the risk, Dan, I know you brought up risk. That was actually one of the things we, we coined on Maddie on the mic's like saying is just taking the risk, right? right? Talk a little bit about taking the risk, Matt, especially in today's real estate market. Obviously, today's real estate market's going up. It's going down. People are kind of scared to still invest and right. kind of get in the game. What's Matt's take on the current market right now for real estate and, and just as far as risk? I think it's, it's a great time to buy. I, to be honest with you, this is where you're really going to have a, a huge transfer of wealth right now. And there'll be guys who are afraid to go ahead and do something, which me from a business person, I like them because I know it's not going to interfere with what I'm doing, you know. Um, but you, you, you do have to take the risk and nobody quite knows what's going on. And it's like, you're, you're at a high school dance and you want to dance with some chick and you wait all night long and hey, guess what? You know, you, Night's <laughs> over. It's over. It's <laughs> over. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing worse, at least in my mind, than thinking, God dang it, I missed my chance. You mm. know, especially now. Mm. You know, I, don't, I, won't, I won't want to live like that at all. But with the real estate market, again, it's, uh, this is where you buy. I think a lot of people, and, and I have like friends who are thinking, whoa, the interest rates are so high. Blah, 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 blah. Dude, who gives a shit? It's only like $300 more a month. You're picking up a property for 60 grand less. Let's just say you pay an extra $300 a month for three years. What's that like? Nine grand or something? You know, you just, so instead of getting the 60, you're up 50 now, you know? So that's the number that you want to look at. People get so caught up on looking at like, well, what is it right now? What is it right now? Mm -hmm. No, it's, 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 uh, I'm a big football guy. It's four quarters, you know? So 
me, I, we're, we're making as many moves as we can go ahead and make, you know, right now. Um, and I, I like that you guys are doing the same. Um, but you just got to be aggressive if you want to get to those levels because nobody's going to do it for you, you know. And you'll either be one or two guys. You'll be driving home like, oh, God, I wish we had this guy have it, <laughs> you know. Or you'll be driving home be like, yeah. Oh, that's the second one. Yeah, <laughs> that's who I want to be, you know. Yeah. And uh, you realize that. I really realized that you only have one life, you know. I'm 40, I don't even want to say, but I'm in the early 40s. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say my age then. But. Yeah. But how long do you really have? You know what I mean? It's true. I don't want to be at 50 going, oh, man, I ain't doing none of that stuff. You have the energy now. Do it. Yeah. You know? And so. dude, also, too, I feel like um, you, you've, you, you've been here before, dude, because, I mean, you saw the whole 2008 shit happen. You know, you're already in yeah. the fucking game, like pretty deep in the game at that point, you know, so... You you know it's just it's part of the game man and right now you know you you have your chips and you wanna you wanna fucking play them because yeah. it's always gonna be there's always it's just like cyclical you know that shit goes and comes it goes and comes and when it's here you gotta you gotta grab the fucking coins Absolutely. put them in your sack <laughs> there's a lot of people that I mean we work in real estate right yeah. if if you're looking for a home buy a home looking to sell a home I mean make sure to hit us up we we got you covered um, here at Academy West but at the end of the day. Shameless plug, you know, but <laughs> at the end of the day, we see a lot of people, right? They, yeah. The first thing they ask is, you think I should wait or, you know, yeah. how are the interest rates? I mean, her interest rates are super high compared to last year and you really kind of break things down like you're saying. And that's one of the things I feel like you've done really well throughout your whole entire career is just making sure everything's so simple is that when you break things down, I mean, you broke down the real estate market right now and it's like a lot of times people can anal analyze GDP, analyze this, analyze that. What's your marketing expand all this stuff right but there you just said does the numbers make sense yes no kidding roll yeah that's really <laughs> it kind of just comes yeah you're right a lot of it just kind of comes down to just guts to be honest you know yeah so um but yeah and, you know kind of to touch on what you said about our you know the customers and the clients is now we're doing all this stuff for our clients because our clients have been so faithful to us right and they were always asking these questions, you know, Mateo, how do you do this? Or, you know, how do we do that? And for a while, we're just, well, you can do this or that. And then it clicked. We're like, you know what? We could really help them, you know, because mm -hmm. our clients, I feel, have been under, I mean, we really help them, but the niche market has been really mm -hmm. underserved. So I think now that we're really pushing, like, whatever we've learned throughout these years to assist them, mm -hmm. I think you're going to see a lot of, like, our clients, like, doing a lot of big things. Yeah, so. We talked about with I think we're, Last or two pods ago, right? I think we were getting like Nate pre-approved mid pod. I think he just he hasn't signed that disclosure yet. I think, but yeah, I got the shirt on <laughs> me now though. So are the interest like rates too high, Nate? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as a mentor yourself, what's something you're looking for as far as you know for someone coming up and really wanting to have that interest to take them under your wing? Um, I like. Uh, I think we've had most success with people who have had rough backgrounds. You know, I I think so. Um, guys who never really had anything easy, guys who were walking to work, you know, guys who showed up in shitty ass Mustangs with, you know, <laughs> red tops. I, I think, uh, I think that's, that's at least what I click with and kind of, you know, if you guys remember earlier, I was talking about John Hancock and, and all that stuff. And these guys were, were killers of their own, but I couldn't fit in with them. I couldn't fit in. So I think the culture first off is going to be a big thing. Do, and we talk about this too. When, when we, when we see somebody, can, can we bring them in and talk a certain way? So that's always important. Um, but I, I think I, I really just look for, you can kind of see it in their eyes. You know, the eyes start to glaze, and you know if they're serious or not. And, and we've had some guys who've been super-duper smart, and they just haven't made it. 
we, we had a deal with Fresno State Craig School of Business before, and they're sending nothing but the guys, like the interns. And, dude, I don't think we had one that made it, you know, and not to knock them. They were smart. But there's a difference when you have to be a real tr- entrepreneur and then just somebody who wants to be, you know. On payroll. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Big difference. Big. The, the dog is totally bigger. I want to get your take on this too, Matt, because obviously you, you've been in, you, in the insurance industry quite some time. Um, if you're a State Farm client right now, Allstate, Geico, some of the major carriers here in, here in California, you don't have a policy anymore, right? They're, they're no longer a business here in California. So talk a little bit about people at home, about the insurance market right now, where it's going, and kind of how people are confused as far as why they can't get full coverage or why companies are leaving California. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of different things that have happened. You know, a lot of stuff kind of happened with the whole COVID type thing when, when uh, you know, prices, people aren't driving. So now, if I'm not driving, give me a refund. And insurance companies are revising rates and, you know, all this good stuff. And then you have fires and a few other things that kind of add into it. And people are still paying these low rates. And now you have claims, newer cars come out. You know, the, the cost to build a house is higher, but they're still paying that same premium because maybe the Department of Insurance and allow them to file for a rate increase. Well, what so, is premium for people at home that don't know premium, about that? Premium means the amount of money that you're going to be paying for your insurance. So if you're paying, uh, you know, $3,000, you would say my premium's $3,000. In other words, it's just your bill, you know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, like I said, going back to uh, the cost, now what's happening is they're not collecting enough premium to offset some of the claims, and therefore they can't afford to go ahead and stay in business anymore, at least at the moment. So um, in our industry with Academy West, um, we've been fortunate enough, and, and I feel we've actually planned for a moment like this, so I'm super-duper excited. This is like when you're asking me what really motivates me. Like We've really been planning for this for at least a year and a half. So now that it's kind of coming through fruition, I'm excited to see what we can do and what our plan does. Um, because our market's still open and luckily for us, we've done such a good job. The numbers show that a lot of the carriers, even though they're shutting off other brokerages, you know, they're still keeping Academy West on because we do good business, you know, and that's important. That's prideful, you know? Um, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But I really think that, you know, I don't know how long it'll go, maybe six months or so, but I I really think that, you know, 12 months from now, of course, I, I really feel we'll be the leaders of the pack. 100% 100% bro so I want to kind of kick it in gears of like a rapid fire questions that we have um, obviously coming into this I know Fred's had a lot of questions uh, the whole guys have had a lot of questions as far as just like business questions just because you, you've been doing it so long and you've not only been doing it a long time but you've had a lot of success and and really you ask a lot of people man they have nothing but good things to say about you as far as you've done it the right way um, but when I kind of one of the things I'm one of the things I'm question not questioning, how, how do you say it? One of the things I'm curious about is uh, kind of the flip game, right? Like, I know you had a lot of flips, especially as of recently. What's one of the biggest flips you've had in real estate? Mm. So purchase price, flip price, the, 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 the end selling price. <laughs> what does that look like? You know, the, 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 sometimes the bigger the flip and you think <laughs> that it's going to cash out, those, those, <laughs> those aren't the best ones. You know, you would think they were. Oh, wow, yeah, I can sell this one for... You know, half a million. Check this out. So we actually picked one up. Um, it was about a year ago when, like, prices were just skyrocketing because interest rates go low, prices go up, right? Mm-hmm. Interest rates goes up, prices come down, and now you're in a, in a nice spot. So we pick up this one, and it was by chance. I was calling a different real estate agent. Somebody else answered who happened to be a real estate agent and says, well, what do you do? I'm looking for houses. Oh, okay, well, I got one. And she she had it, and it was in the more. And... Uh, we picked it up, I think, for like two. And at the time, it was going to sell for five. 
So we're like, oh, wow, this could be like, this could really, nice like, check, huh? yeah. yeah, this could really set us up. And uh, by the time that we got done with it, because that had water wells and, you know, all this other crap and things that just held us up, the interest rates had started climbing. So they went from like that one to two to like five. So people who were qualified at the time could no longer qualify. Yeah, dude. So we had to drop the price so much. Um, but anyway, so I, I don't really try to go after the, the, the higher end ones anymore i try to stay mid-range you know just because there's more buyers right there and uh, it, you can just flip it faster you know actually we have a group chat we call it the, the billionaire boys obviously that's like one of our our things we coin and <laughs> shoot mark we're supposed to know about that mark well you're, you're at it bro you're in there bro. don't worry about it <laughs> so we have a group chat and then uh we'll, sometimes we'll feel good about some of the commission checks we've had and uh, we think we're doing really good throughout the Fuck, year dude. and we're like damn this is like our best year yeah we're doing solid and then all of a sudden, like, Matt will drop a check. And he's like, hey, when you guys are ready to start making real men money, <laughs> here's a check. Here's an example of what to make. It'll be like fucking 730 in the morning. You're getting ready to get done with the gym. You're like, I right, fuck, I'm about to go kill the day. You look at yourself in the mirror. And I, I mean, in my head, sometimes I look like Nate. Like, I'm just, like, pecked out, <laughs> yoked, yoked as hell. And uh, you feel good, right? And then you see the check when Matt sends over, and you're like, damn, there's still room to grow. <laughs> it's motivation. Yeah, really oh, no, 100%. Is. It's really motivation. Because, look, if, you're, if your mentor or your leader's not showing you the kills, then how are you going to go ahead and know? Yeah. You know what I mean? You, that, that's why you share stuff like that. You know, I never understood why some business people are like, no, you never tell your secrets. You never do this and this and that. I don't believe that. I mean, maybe, maybe he's right. I don't know. For me, I, it, I feel that's the wrong thing to do. Because sooner or later, I mean, think of it like this. If, if we're all fighters and I'm the fighter, and I never take the time to go ahead and show you guys how to fight, and one day all four of us are walking down a dark alley, and there's four other guys, and I'm the only one who knows how to fight, we're going to get our asses kicked, you know? <laughs> but if you teach them, now you're going to have four other dogs that can go ahead and help you, you know? Big difference. So I've always looked at it like that, and as a mentor, I can't, you know, I'm, I'm dude, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm early 40s, I won't be doing this forever. I mean, I, I want you guys to carry me, you know? So that, that, that would actually be probably a writing off in the sunset moment. You know what I mean? Right? Just be like, you know what? These motherfuckers did it. You know, like, I, I don't have to be Tom Brady. You know? This is a cool one. Um, some of my family, like my, all my dad's side of the family, a lot of my dad's side of the family is here from Sanger. Mm-hmm. I know obviously whenever people think of Sanger, a lot of people think of Matt Greening. You know, all the stuff you've done here and just all the stuff you've given back to the community. So one of the questions I want to know is, what does Sanger mean to Matt Greening? Sanger's home. Sanger is the, you know, we call ourselves G6, my family, you know, because there's six of us, me and the kids. But if there would be a G7, it would be the town of Sanger because that's where I grew up. That's where my family grew up. That's where my kids grew up. That's where I rode my bikes. That's where I would go play video games at liquor stores. That's where I would ditch school. That's where I would go to, to, that's where I would never have a date to prompt. (laughs) (laughs) That's where we would be on Friday nights, Tom Flores. That's where we won Valley Championships. And that's where Academy West was built. And we did it. We, from Sanger, dude, I, I think part of that grit just comes from the Sanger banger because you just, everybody feels the way that I feel, you know? And that's, that, it's a real tough town, dude. And everybody feels that if they get their shot, then they're going to make the play. So um, the city of Sanger, man, I mean, it's, it's uh, I would never move anywhere in my life. When we go on vacation, I always tell my wife, I says, it's so cool because we got to go back home. You know, don't you want to move to San Diego? Fuck no. You know, we have the cutting the sea out here too. We got state food, you know, and we got all this cool stuff. So it's home, man. It's home. The kids have their friends here. I just can't say enough 
um, for the town. I would never leave Sanger. I'll be buried here in Sanger. Um, I'll come back as an angel to Sanger. You know? <laughs> so, never leave it. <laughs> yeah, never leave that town, man, ever. F- favorite restaurant in Sanger? Okay, well, um, so today we had Sticky Icky. Uh, super good barbecue. So my buddies own that thing. So I'm real proud of them. Um, I, today we shared as much as we could share because we want people to support our friends. Um, the Brick House, another one of our friends, one of our clients, he started almost with nothing and now he's pushing up. Um, kind of help him as much as I can help too. Another, another good person, you know. Um, let's see, who else would we say would be the third one? I think I like Colima's Mexican restaurant mm. because when we started, if, if Sonia and I happened to make money and we, maybe we had an extra $10 at the end of the week, which was very, very rare because we'd have to use that to pay the PG&E that was always getting turned off, um, we would go there and uh, some, they, one time they let us not pay for free or they let us not pay because <laughs> we didn't have enough to pay. So let's give a shout out Colima's. And another one, this one comes actually from uh, the Academy West team. Um, actually from uh, one of the guys on the team, JP, uh, he says to ask you, ask him if you know, ask him if your TV in their office is really 50 inch, 50 inches. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's 49 inch TV. <laughs> <laughs> Only an insider would know that. <laughs> that, that was okay, a real, JP. real viewer question. Yeah, that was a Christmas one <laughs> we got years ago. Producer Mark, Producer yeah. Mark is just cracking up. He's working with JP too much. Why? We didn't. We wanted the 50. They just ran out of the 49. <laughs> well, it was probably $10 cheaper. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was, yeah. You don't need that it extra was, Yeah, nobody, I, you know what he really said? No one's going to be able to tell. <laughs> so what he ended up doing that day is he told like three clients to just come up and walk over to me. Hey, Mateo, nice TV. 49 inch, huh? I go, what? <laughs> How are they knowing? This was a good one. So this is another one from the uh, uh, viewer question is, um, I have $5,000. Top advice you would give to someone who has $5,000 to invest? Um, you have to know their risk tolerance first because the, the first thing you, you don't want to do, what a lot of people do right now, and I'm real serious about this question. This is a good question because I, uh, I get this question a lot. And... Um, the, the first thing you don't want to do is just dump it into some bullshit that you have no idea what you're doing. Dogecoin? You don't, don't fucking do that at all. <laughs> Shit coins. You know? Dogecoin? Yeah. And I've done that too, you know? I bought those too. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm still sitting on a you know, speculative loss until you take it out. So yeah. I haven't technically lost anything. I've sent a couple, a couple of emails to Elon Musk about that one. So. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you, wanna, you, you really need to know with that amount of money because that's, that's like your, your big swing right there. Um, who are you doing business with? I mean, do they have a good reputation? You know, does anybody else around know them? You know, have they done anything with their life? Or do they have anything to show for it? Because one thing you're going to find with that question right there is everybody and their mom is going to have their two cents, you know? And we see it all the time. You know, well, Mijo, don't do this, or why are you listening to them? And sometimes I tell these guys, like, dude, what the fuck are you listening to so-and-so for? You know, he's living like where I used to live on the Tangerine Apartments, you know, second floor. You know, I just told you how to go ahead and get this property, you know, so or whatever, you know, it may be. Um, And then you really also got to figure out how much time are you willing to go ahead and invest with it? Because putting the money in is the easy part. You know, anybody can come up with the money, but can you continue to get up in the morning and then just do whatever it has to take? And what does it take? It, It takes whatever it takes. 
you know? So, um, that's, that's key. You saying that reminded me of whenever I, you, I, I was interviewing you whenever I first came and I was kind of interviewing whenever I yeah. first started. And whenever I asked you like, what time do you wake up? What, what time do you do this? How many books do you read a year? How many do this X, Y, Z? I think I asked you probably like a million questions and I had them all <laughs> written down to like the T and it was just like one after the other. It wasn't like conversation yeah. like this. And I remember the funniest thing was your answers, right? Because I was expecting like, I wake up at three 30 in the morning. Yeah. I do this X, Y, Z. And I was just like, I wake up when I wake up. I wake up what, whatever time I have to wake up. I wake kind of like that whatever it takes mentality. <laughs> that, that's what it, yeah. That's what it takes. So, yeah, if you're, if you're trying to dump it into a business, um, like I said, putting up the open sign is the easiest thing to do. But the, the, the raw work that comes after it, if you're not ready to go ahead and put up with the raw work that comes after it, then just don't do it. You know, my advice would be just, just don't do it because it takes a certain type of mentality and it takes a certain type of soul to to really want to go ahead and try that and i've I, i've i've been i'm guilty of doing shit like that too i had a nightclub i thought it was gonna be fun as hell it was fun to write the check and it was fun to be there for six months and our nightclub crossroads is the biggest nightclub that there was in the central valley 500 people a night after every big concert at uh either save Mart center or whatever after parties are there you know zap and rogers are there we had like like anybody who performs just going over there and it was great but i wasn't ready for what that type of business would do mm. you know what i mean so that would because i went through that my advice to whoever asked that question just make sure that you're ready for whatever that business is going to entail all right so we'll do one more i have like a personal one that i wanted to ask sure. and then i also have uh, one more we can finish it off and then if the guys have any more questions we can kind of roll with them but um and thank you guys so much for, for watching at home too showing so much love if you're liking what's so far Make sure you tap the like button. Make sure you tune in, man. We appreciate all the love you guys showed us so far. Obviously, this one's a, a different type of podcast just because it's a 1,000% game where it's like all business, motivation, tactical stuff they can actually use at home, man, where you guys can actually take this today, go tomorrow, and change your life a little bit, man. But um, a kind of a personal one that I wanted to ask, just kind of just talking about a little bit about your relationships like you have, right? Because you have relationships with the De La Hoyas of the world. You have relationships with the Sean Merrimans of the world. You have relationships with... I mean, tons of other celebrity people that are big people in this world. And every time I talk to him, like, oh, my God, like, were you starstruck? How was it? And you're like, no, nah, he was cool. Yeah. Like, it was, like <laughs> then somehow you turned the conversation where you were the celebrity in that conversation. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just talk a little bit about that and how you always manage to come out with a good connection in the, in, in the room and just how you make sure you, you keep yourself grounded where you're not starstruck when you meet someone like that. Uh, Sonny does a good job of telling me don't be starstruck, you know, but you know, the fact of the matter is, yeah, of course you are. You don't be normal. You know, um, I, you, to be honest with you, you just act like yourself. You know, I remember we went to Bahamas and, uh, became friends with, uh, Joe Guidens, Joe Guidens uh, yeah. from, you know, his wife, Teresa, and they got the daughter <laughs> yeah. and, uh, met him one night and we hung out all night. And the next day, same thing. And we're talking about doing boats. And next thing <laughs> I know, flew back to Bahamas and we're talking about opening up boat businesses, you know? So, um, you just, I don't know, man. You just, you just be yourself. You just be yourself. And what you really, what you really learn about these guys is they're just normal dudes, man. I mean, they're not superhuman, you know? Um, and you, you tend to realize that they have the same questions on how you even got there as well. You know? So I don't, I just always tried to kind of be myself. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I want to ask for like autographs. I don't have any autographs yet. You know, maybe I'll get one tomorrow because they're going to go up with Joel, which is Oscar's brother. <laughs> yeah. But um, I don't know. I've just, I've just always just, just 
been myself. How do you balance basically like obviously running businesses, um, the real estate stuff, the insurance stuff, and then still like being there for as a father, you're like still doing all this stuff, showing up to graduations, award ceremonies, football games. Because um, you never miss your boys' practice, right? Like I mean, that's one of the big things yeah. you don't miss. But then again, you never miss a real estate deal either. So like, how do you manage both work-life balance and, and really just excelling at both of them? That's a real good question. I, you know, and I wish I had a good answer for you, but you just do it. You just do it. You know, this, this is the time that you have for practice. This is the time where the deal's got to get done. You know, with cell phones and laptops, you can get so much more shit done, dude. You know, so it's not really that hard. You know, we've done like, I've done deals sitting on the beach of Hawaii before just to see if I could do it, you know, <laughs> and I did do it. You know, I did one where we were in Cabo and Sonny's taking it out. Wake up, hey, look what I did. You know, so it's, it's never really turned into like a job. Um, but I, you just, I don't know, Anthony, that's a good question. You just do it. You just, I don't schedule this or that. I schedule whatever I got going on with the kids first and then everything else kind of like falls in line. It wasn't always like that. So you compartmentalize a little bit off huh? priority. You compartmentalize everything a little bit, separate them. That's kind of yeah. the question I was going to ask you too, because we were talking about that mentality like that, yeah. that fuck you mentality, but then turning it off whenever you come home. Like for me, I have a three-year-old kid. I can't yeah. just be like that all the time. Yeah. So for me, it's like balancing like that dad and then that work and then this and then yeah. I don't even have that me time sometimes, honestly. So yeah. how do you keep, how do you turn it off sometimes? Like sometimes I'm just so focused on work. I missed that. Sometimes you can't moments. turn it off. I, well, that, okay. So that you brought up a key point right now. So with Christian, that's all I did was miss moments. Mm. You know, we'd be at birthday parties that I would throw that I would go leave to a dealership to sell a policy, or maybe I'm somewhere on a school trip, but I'm in a daze. I'm just thinking about everything. You're not even focused. So You're not I'm, present. I'm yeah. Uh-huh. I missed a lot of stuff like that, but I did know one thing that is as long as I was making the right choices that when we got older, I would be able to revisit it. Maybe not with him because he got a little bit older, you know, but maybe with these guys, mm. you know. Um, but in terms of, like, flipping the switch, I, I kind of, this, this is a personal answer, is I kind of give myself, on like, an alter ego. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. Like, what would, uh, you know, I play games with myself. You know, what would Maverick do? What would the Hulk do? <laughs> <laughs> I do the same shit, though. <laughs> you have to. Uh-huh. Maverick's able to go ahead and, you know, he's, in the, he's, he's not doing well, right? Yeah. And they keep setting him up, you know, <laughs> and that's how I deal with my bad days. I literally will put that on I literally, in the gym. I do the same shit. It's actually funny you said that. <laughs> yeah, and you, <laughs> right? you have to have the alter ego, I feel like. You kind of have to have it. Like You got to have it, dude. Don't you guys have an alter ego? Uh, you know what, dude? It's funny you mentioned that because I, I haven't fucking – like, when we were playing with Castro, dude, I'm like, fuck, dude, like – my God, I become director Dan. That's what I call myself. I do a fucking director Dan. Hey, I like yeah. that though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because um, it's kind of weird, you know. Like you, you and you, it fucking helps. So like, it's like a weird mind fuck, right. dude. Right. It's weird, dude. You know what? And I was like, damn, this shit kind of, this shit kind of works. Like, it's like I gotta, method I gotta acting. Explore this a little yes. bit more, dude. It is. Like it's like method acting, acting almost, yeah. where it's like you're like you put yourself in that position, and then like like fuck, I can do this. Yes. You know what? Like normal me can't, but this me can. Yes. And it's so you at the end of the and day. And every little so song that comes on, maybe you put yourself in that position, and. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I do. I've living always on done a prayer. It. Yeah, living on a prayer. That's always been stuck in my head this whole time since you you brought it up. Dude. By the way, <laughs> yeah. this whole time has been on repeat. I wish she could would come out and she'd be able to tell you this story from a woman's perspective, but uh, it's true. Yeah. But yeah, alter ego is uh, is what is how you turn it on and off. Damn, that's a good one. That's a sleeper right there. Yeah, that was um, funny, man. I feel like there's been so much game on this. So podcast. much. This is one I just wanted to sit back and just listen to. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, yeah. this is what, like you said, a different pod. I'm like, you know what? Soak up game a little bit. Yeah. You dropped a lot of gems during this one. Oh, thanks. Insane. <laughs> yeah. This is special, man. Just because 
we've been doing it for a couple years, you know, and, and you've been there from that really like from from the beginning, man. So like it's kind of a cool pod. Like we wanted to bring you on and really just tell you thank you, like on on camera and stuff like that. I know we tell you thank you off camera, but like thank you off on camera yeah. for all the stuff you do, all the game you've dropped on us, and like especially in us in the beginning. I know in the beginning, if you would have took one look at us, we we're definitely not the Fuck, person dude. you see today, and probably had really no reason to take a chance on some guys like us, you know. But you did, and uh, throughout the way, man, many rental properties later, many six figures later, cars later, all this stuff, you've kind of helped transfer all that stuff to us bro and like really just thank you for all of kind of changing our lives and all the stuff you've been doing and it's cool because you've changed our circles life as well not just us but people that are here i mean i, I really believe that people that are watching at home stuff you said today you're going to change their life as well and they're going to kind of have that like mentor matt the way we did mm -hmm. just off the little past 45 50 minutes that they've been listening to it so from the bottom of our heart bro like really thank you for thank you what's have you done yeah yeah, I want to give you a hug, but we're going to wait for it. <laughs> I think you guys have probably done more for me than than I have for you, and I mean that. I really do. You know what I mean? It feels good to, to, to how do you say, fight alongside with you guys. You know what I mean? It's a different type of fight. You know, it's exciting. You know, uh, it, you guys obviously are younger, and it's really neat to see you guys grow. And give yourselves credit. You guys also are six-figure earners. So <laughs> we're talking about me. You guys have plenty of your own checks, too, you know? <laughs> but uh, but it makes me excited to, to see you guys. And um, like I said, I'm looking forward to a lot more, and and uh, I, I appreciate everything. And like I said, I don't think that we would even be sitting here if it wasn't for, you know, you guys. I really do. I, I truly mean that. Sonny and I talk about that all the time. You know, you guys are doing so much in terms of helping push, like, us, you know, or the company or your friends, and it's inspiring, you know what I mean? It really is. So, although maybe you're inspired by me, it, the, it's actually opposite, <laughs> you know? So. Yeah. so, we want to end it off with our signature question. Uh, we have a signature Always This Podcast question where we want to end it off, and um, it's kind of like a situational-based question where I want you to put Maddie on the mic back when young Matt was, right? So maybe when you just started John Hancock or you didn't know everything, everything was going to work out, right? You, what's it? Yeah, so, so let's just take it back when young Matt started, right? When you found out you were just going to have a kid and you really didn't know where the next meal was going to come from. You didn't know where the rent money was going to come from. And on top of that, you had your, you know, your spouse looking for you for all, for all the direction as well. What's some advice you would give young Matt back then on how to make it through and how to keep pushing? Um, just stay strong, you know, just, just keep your imagination. I think the one thing that, that I would go back and, and just tell myself that you were right is in terms of the imagination, just keep your imagination because without your imagination, I mean, what are you? I mean, you can't have an alter ego that you can't make believe. And, um, I think that was probably the best thing that, that I had growing up and that would still be the best thing that I would give myself. And, uh, and I'd say, don't worry so much. You know, everything's going to be fine. It'll turn out okay. You know, as long as you get there to, to do the key things that you have to get done to make it turn out okay. But, um, but just relax a little bit. Just relax a little bit. You know, um, love your wife, love your kids. You know, appreciate everything. And, and probably the biggest thing is don't take things for granted. I think I took a lot of stuff for granted um, through the come up. You know, a lot of stuff like what we're talking about, you know what I mean? You're there, but you're not there. Mm -hmm. And I missed a lot of moments and paid a heavy, heavy price, I feel. But um, I think now we're making it up. Um, but yeah, to young Matt, man, just just 
stay strong, keep doing what you're doing. It's going to turn out fine, you know? So, damn. Practice Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) Producer Fred's literally been, like, wanting this pod for... Ever he, since you started he, this you know, podcast, he wanted he wanted you to be the fucking opener for the whole really show. Did. Oh, dude! I, <laughs> like, good thing we didn't even get into how we opened up the the Bahamas cocktails and dreams. Yeah, we didn't <laughs> even touch that. <laughs> There's so many stories, but we're gonna have to bring you back probably on like episode two. There's probably gonna be a lot of people that have questions, or a lot of people that are gonna hit you up and, and say, "Hey, like they want you to be their mentor as well, man." So uh, we appreciate you being on today. We appreciate you guys at home always showing so much love and. and liking subscribing sharing it man we've received a lot of love lately we just want to say thank you so much man for always showing us love here at the always this podcast and uh you guys have anything else no no until next time guys until next time peace thank you